I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tim, do you want it, what is your biggest fear? Um, <clears throat> on the but uh, like a surface value. Okay, go. Let's go to. Let's go deep on this. What is your biggest fear? Like, like a metaphorical fear. What is your biggest fear? But also, what are you most scared of? What? So you want like a a, a cheap one? And a, I want a cheap <laughs> and one and a, or a good one. one yeah. yeah. Uh, I suppose my biggest fear would be uh, claustrophobia. I suppose. Oh yeah. Oh. And, uh, my brother used to put me down the side of a bed and then kick it shut, so I'd be stuck in a hole oh, for no. a while. And that was, I suppose, I've. I think that would was be this it. when you were younger. Or but fears only that, yeah. Fears the uh, just that, yeah. No, it wasn't recently. <laughs> <laughs> fears that. Fear is just fear is just not knowing, isn't it? It's the unknown. You just if you if you're scared of something, just learn about it. Yeah, learn as much as you learn about. I it. I love that you just say. I love that the way out of things is so good. You just go, just learn about it. Learn Why about you... it. Yeah, and mm. that my biggest my biggest fear is um, eradicating freedom. Yeah, and I think what we have in this country. It, it like when I was on TV once, someone said to me. Uh, I can't remember his name now. One of those guys who was traveling around going into tribes and something. And he says, you do realize most of the world doesn't have passports. And we forget that we're allowed to go to Magaluf or Bifa or wherever we want to go. Just a drop of a hat, fly on a plane. A lot of people, a lot of Americans don't have passports, Mm. as you know. And it's like we travel, we can do whatever we want. We're free. We're also free to say what the hell we're like. The Internet's starting to erode that. Yeah. Free speech is now under question a lot. I'm a bit worried about our freedoms constantly being yeah. right. We're free people at the moment. And I did that stupid thing the other day where I, give, I gave my DNA to... Oh, to find out yeah. your yeah, whole thing. Yeah, was it something 23 or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ancestry. And now I've like given some 
idiot in America, my DNA. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be loads more of me cloned walking around. <laughs> okay, but here we go, Tim. So uh, were you always, because you read into things, you have your strong opinions. Have you always been like that ever since growing up? Or did you then start to become that type of person? Uh, definitely started to become that sort of person. My education was not good. And uh, all I was interested in was playing sport. And then the older I got, the more interested I was. But it was the birth of the internet, basically. Mm. So I could go on and look at... Um, Gi versus no gi yeah. and all that sort of stuff, you know. But I can I can now research and look, and so I have yeah. all those things at my disposal which I didn't have at school. Mm. So um, you know, school was a, a basically you got your textbooks and learnt that way. Boring online, it's exciting. All the colours and all the flashes and all the <laughs> all the excitement of the internet. So I'm on there all the time, looking at crap and reading and learning, and and I read a lot of books now. But the, but books. then how did you how did you go from that? How did you go into presenting? Because you were you were a researcher first, weren't? Yeah, well, no, I was I was just messing about doing nothing with my life, and I'd become a, worked in clothes shops, and I'd sort of done some stuff where I was uh, uh, become a t- mortgage broker. I had that thing that you did. Were you, were about, you a, did you become a mortgage broker? Yeah, for a it was crap, but it was one of those things that you know, it's like how do I make money? You know yeah. that thing you have when you're youthful. I, all I care about is making money. I'd do a mortgage broker, and I just found the whole thing painful. And then one day I thought you know, what I really want to do is become a TV presenter. So I started going around telling everyone I was going to be a TV presenter. And when you tell people something... Yeah, you project then, it out there, you, you push yeah. it out there. Well, also, you're going to look bloody stupid if yeah. you don't do it. So <laughs> then I used to just... I used to... What I used to do is horrific. I used to walk around London with... A, a, I used to have to... It was no mobile phones or anything in those days. So you had to hire a cameraman and hire a sound man. No, you didn't. You're like, you did not hire that doesn't walk around with them. To walk around. And I used to pretend I worked for Cable London. Cable London had come over. No one knew what it was. And so it's one of those things It's you know, it's like uh, you talk about influencers now or something. No one really knows what's going on. Hey, I'll have some of that. Yeah. You know, uh, what, what is it? I'll have some TikToks around. Yeah, I want TikTok on my phone. You know, it's like all these things that happen. And so I was going around and going to premieres and stuff saying, hey, I work for Cable London, uh, interviewing people, making show reels, doing pieces to camera and then sending off my show reels. It was embarrassing how many I did. I've got, but I've got a, a list of um, I've got a folder. Uh, with 250 rejection letters at home because I used to write a letter a day every day just to mm. certain people. Yeah, but mate, do you know how, how entrepreneurial that is and how persistent that is? That is that is not stupid or or like that is actually incredibly proactive and also <clears throat> something that people should learn from. The fact that you know you went out there and you used every means possible to follow what yeah. you wanted to do because a lot of people now the problem that we live in now is the age where people are lazy. People just expect things to happen and in fact they don't and the fact that you went out there and pushed all those things but is I great. Think, I think people were lazy when I was around as well. Mm. It's just that I decided that I I basically run out of options. <laughs> I was like what am I going to do? I'll have to become and I was always fascinated with TV and it was the birth of TV. It was like not the birth, it was like the the boom time of TV. It went to you know, Four channels that came come along. Five channels just about happened. Sky was happening. All these channels were starting to happen. So I really was sort of right place at the right time as well. They needed an influx of people, and I was there, and I was so keen and eager, and I was literally, you know, it, it, the stuff I did was embarrassing. I used to send flies about myself. I used to, <laughs> I used to just hassle people. I used to walk up to TV presenters in London and hand. I, I once went up to Jonathan Ross. I had my showreel on me. And I went, uh, what was that bar chord? I can't remember now. It might come back to me. It was a brand string new fellows. Nah. <laughs> I, wor- I worked in string fellows. Really? Pro- what, as a presenter? <laughs> as a DJ, pre lap dancing, I'll have you know. But I worked in there. Oh, what they didn't do, what did they do? It was like a normal club full of slebs and stuff. Oh, really? But when I was there, there wasn't a lot of slebs. It was on its way out. It was uh. kind of very uncool. 
But I was trying. And to, you DJed in I that. started DJing because I thought I thought DJing that's where I can make some cash. So I started DJing. I started to end up in London clubs, and then I thought I want to be a TV presenter. There's no money in DJing. Just turns out they all became multi-millionaires. But <laughs> so, so so I by that stage I would take any job which was a residency to pay for the TV stuff. I'd be working for free doing uh. TV. So I had a job in a club called Pal Joey's, which was uh, in Kingley Street, which then turned into the Emporium. And then I had um, a job at Stringfellows. And I was Saturday night and there was enough money on Saturday night to pay my rent so no. I'd do every Saturday night in Stringfellows just DJing there with the uh, yeah but wasn't that that's fun though right that must have been a wicked uh, time no because <laughs> no, no, when you got your heart set on doing something else mm. so my heart was feels like a TV. chore yeah yeah that really was felt like a chore so but you went on to Jonathan Ross who was in the yeah spot. Jonathan Ross yeah sorry I was telling that story and I said Jonathan Jonathan please please will you watch my show reel because I'm desperate to make it in TV and he went, no way, I don't need any competition. Anyway, best of luck, and walked off. <laughs> and I, I love him for that. I love him for that. He was really funny. He just that, like, so he, he, I just love the truth element. Nah, nah, I don't want to watch that. So yeah. <laughs> but that's a bit. So you you had you had all these show reels. You're doing all these different things. You got 250 different rejections. Oh, more than that, because they're the ones who wrote back to me. Yeah, yeah. But when I turned up, started to work in TV, people literally like they knew who I was. So I turn up and start working at Planet 24, working on Big Breakfast as a researcher. And all the people knew, and all the people, the bosses sort of thing knew who I was because I just hassled everyone for so long, yeah. you know. So by the time I ended up working in there, they were sort of going, "Well, oh, this guy knows, you know, he's just desperate, so we'll get him in and, and get him to do some work." So. But but do you think that's a good lesson to you know? There's there's so much competition in the world at the moment, and there's so many. People so just be desperate. And <laughs> yeah, desperate. But yeah, it, but find it, a passion. Yeah. Definitely and be, be desperate and hungry and go yeah. and, go find and, a, go find and get it. If you find something you love, like but, I mean, I was working in bars and and and, and DJing and stuff. And, and then working for free. I, anyone who offered me any work free, but I would never go on holiday or go to parties. Yeah. So I didn't have enough, enough money or anything. I just, I just set my mind totally on working in television. But that's the thing. Also, today we were speaking about this. You know, with with YouTube and the internet, you can seriously do anything you want. You can teach yourself to do anything you want. So, uh, so never as the and also with Instagram, you can market yourself. You can do. You can you can start a YouTube channel, market your business. Like you can actually do anything you really want to do now. Never yeah. ha- before has there been so uh, so readily uh, available information to, yeah. uh, to to become an expert on whatever it is that you want to do, and you can go and do it. And there's nothing stopping people from doing that. Well, no, there, there isn't anything stopping you, but also um, it's definitely going to become a saturated market as well. So you have to refine. No, what but you I'm talking really about want. just your personal oh, choice sure. in terms of what you what say you want to be a, um, a a professional calligraphy. Uh, uh, you can go on. On YouTube, and you can teach yourself how to <laughs> yeah. be, be a, become an expert in calligraphy. I mean, you can actually do like anything you want. Uh, Jamie, when you say it's a saturated market, it, it kind of was when in my day everyone wanted to work in TV. You know, everyone wanted the job on the Brick Breakfast. Everyone wanted everything. But I used to always say to myself, but someone's got to do the job. That's and exactly people used it. to always say to me as well, you don't do it like that. And I used to go, well, it's the only way I know how to do it. So I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. So so I hate that that expression. I hate you don't do it like that. Change it. Okay, so, Make so, yourself so, different. So, Tim, this is so key, right? So I always say this to people where I talk about building a brand or doing anything in life. You know, most people follow logic, right? So logic, if you park a car or, 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 or land a plane, you want to... F- most people follow emotion rather than logic. Well, no, no, but if you... But if you what, That's the problem, if actually. You, but if you... No, but people do follow logic, right? So they go, well, they've done it this way, so I'm going to do it that way yeah. as well. So, they, so, But landing a plane, parking a car, follow logic because it gets you back in the same place as everybody else. If you want to do something, if you want to get a certain job, be in presenting, do you think, do that... 
Don't follow logic because it gets you back in the same place as everybody else. Do something completely different. Go Bruce, against the grain. Bruce Daisley, I interviewed him on my podcast. He's the European vice president of Twitter. The way he made it was he, had, um, he got his uh, CV and decided to draw it as a cartoon, The Adventures of Bruce Daisley. And he got so many interviews just because he did that. He thought differently. Mm. And that's the way to do it. That's exactly. Yeah. Go against the grain. Do yeah. it completely different. Because otherwise you're just the same individual who's in the same Yeah, you've crowd. got to set yourself apart. But, uh, but I mean, in terms of just what, whatever you want your life to be, you can literally create your job. You can create your career. If yeah. you, if that, if, if it, and especially, you know, well... What do you future. want to do, Francis? Go for it. What do you want to do, buddy? I know I'm doing everything I want to do. That's the point. If if I if I want if I'm interested in something like rock climbing, I can go on and and and, and on YouTube and just watch loads of rock climbing stuff. Or you know, I watch uh, tons of uh, jujitsu stuff. Or you know, I even learned how to do calligraphy. You would have done something. Okay, Tim. But hang on. The big thing that you I so I suppose from my understanding and what I remember, the big thing that launched you and how I know you from was Soccer AM. Yeah. Eleven years of it. Yeah. Right, and so it started in what two thousand ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. Um, how did you get that? What was it like? Because that I was, was at, huge. I was, I was at Sky, and I saw. I loved football, and um, I like playing it. I like watching it, and I just thought, well, I'd like that job. That would be a good job. And I, I had a friend there as well, and I write to, I wrote to them and just said, you know, have you got any work for me? Uh, I was producing the Big Breakfast at the time, but God, that was intense. It was great, but it was intense because it was like really hard work getting that show out, you know, in in those days. Um, and then I just wrote to them, and they said, "Yeah, come in for a chat." And then they had this show. It's just, it was just, you know, I, I think my career's quite lucky in a way. The things which have happened. Everyone's lucky, man. Everyone's always right Do place, right time. Yes, uh, it, there's luck, and then there's you. You put in the hard work. You just, you, you'll think it's luck, but you put yourself in that position to receive that luck. So they asked me to present. Yeah, that's it. But uh, luck is where preparation meets opportunity isn't it but so so i'm in this uh, um um i'll go for an interview and they offered me the producer's job and i went oh god it was like a lot of hard work for less money and then one of the other guys there had, again had seen my show real because i used to send out so many and he went you know the guy presents as well and they phoned me up and said would you produce and present it for us and i went what player manager yes <laughs> so i was i produced it wrote it and presented it for 11 years and wow. honestly it was the best we worked so hard all of us but we had such a laugh is it That's once insane. a week it was yeah. once a week it was it started as four hours and then then fortunately we managed to get it down to three hours three hours for pretty much 10 years God, that's a lot of work yeah and we were right we were writing gags and comedy yeah. sketches to begin with we didn't know what we were doing by the end of it we got we got quite quite good at it we had i just i just found a load of people in the office I, I insisted I got a load of northerners because I think TV can get too London-centric, yeah. you know, and so I wanted a load of northern accents on it. So I found a load of guys walking around the office who were northern and stuff, and we put them all on the show, and then and then it just it just it was just great fun. It was just a load of guys messing about, and that's what people loved about it. Mm. Couldn't yeah. happen now. It, that, that was so true. Yeah. It was so amazing you did that the getting because it was it was like a big family, right? You had everyone who who weren't just characters brought out from the streets. It was just everyone who was. Yeah in it together it was quite anarchic and it was it was fun but I was, yeah it, it couldn't happen now but what happened is it all went sort of YouTube that's where yeah. all the guys did. and even that now is started because there's money in it yeah I mean, the guys on YouTube were maybe earning like a couple of grand or something now they're earning millions so suddenly yeah. everyone's going let's make this more professional so yeah it's becoming uh, you know much more corporate and, and now the freedom of speech thing again yeah. every well Google just, have been caught out like in with leaked documents saying that they want to censor conservative right. voices and they said they wanted to fix the 2020 election in but America. people are sitting watching every single 
YouTube uh, influencer, whatever you're called, waiting for them to make a mistake yeah. to ruin their career. Yeah, exactly. To take to take them down. They're all they're demonetizing waiting, them. Yeah. Waiting to take them down, and that's that's how it is with that 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 thing now. So, but but with your, it's gonna happen with podcasting, guys. <laughs> oh, here we go. I can't wait. But you <laughs> maybe we shouldn't talk about freedom of speech. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you thought all the stuff that you're doing was it's always live, pretty much. You always yeah, like this I love live. I can't stand pre-recorded. But surely you must have it. had experiences where where things have gone so wrong. Yeah, best bit. So what is that? You must be a moment in your mind where something's gone so wrong. You're like, what do I, I could, do here? It goes wrong every. Well, you've presented the show with me. He's actually a really good presenter, by the way. He's a, and, is and he? I think, yeah, because I think half the battle is is right is to be confident and uh, Jamie uses confidence, which is which is great. Uses it. Uses <laughs> it. I use it all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he oozes and uses, and 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 also he's nice, and that is also. Half the thing, so you relax, you're nice, you you were great, you managed to do a really good job on there. But when it goes wrong, is where I earn my money because I'm the one who's not panicking whilst everyone yeah. else is, and that is the thing. That's exactly it. And you know, there I watched so many things of yours where I go, holy shit, how's he going to get through this one? And you you seem to not care, but in a very kind of casual way. Yeah. You know, we. I mean, we spoke of it recently, it's been on YouTube, is that you had your guest on recently who said, can you look at me in the eye? And you went, I'm looking at the poster behind. I would have gone, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone into this. But you don't. You sort of say yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, that was Julian Clary. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just, yeah, he said, why did you look at me? Because I was looking at his poster, but he hadn't seen it. It was a poster for his, for his tour, which was coming up. It was on a monitor and I was having a look at that. Yeah, so the viewers didn't see I was looking away. But um, yeah, I like that. I think it's time. That's all, that's all any job is, is time the best uh, mm. anything uh, gives themselves time and the hardest thing ever i mean you did that stand-up thing didn't you where you went on stage and i've spoken to a few stand-ups sorry to keep quoting my podcast but i learned so much of it and i was talking to um russell uh kane yeah and he said uh, a lot of it is about time yeah. and stuff like stage that. When you, time when you get there you've got to own the stage and you've got to own everything so that that it's all a, all about all about giving yourself time, even even a, even a blowjob. I but, don't know. I'm, trying, <laughs> trying, to fit that in. I'm but, just trying to get back to the. What, but, but also, well, even this podcast, you know, like when it started off, we were all, all a bit uh, all over the all place. over the place, and now we don't even really think about it. We do kind of have a just a format. And we, we don't have a it. format. We just go with it. But on, I want to know because also, what do you think the advantage of you know you've worked with Simon Rimmer for you worked with him on the BBC Two show, which yeah. was the one you mentioned earlier, yeah. uh, which was a kind of a cooking fun type yeah. show type thing, and then that stopped even then the numbers were huge, right? The numbers were doing yeah, super BBC, well. Yeah, BBC Trust came in and said we're axing all to BBC Two daytime budget. They got rid of it all and that included our show and everyone was looking around going, well, they'll save Sunday brunch because, uh, sorry, something for the weekend because it's the biggest rating thing on a Sunday across all the channels and it's like, and no one did. But that's the problem with a huge corporation like that is someone's got to make a decision and, and they didn't able So channel, we literally stopped one week on BBC Two and we ended up the next week on Channel 4. Yeah, you went straight and you went into start as Sunday brunch. But I think how, uh, you know, France and I are, are best buds and we do this podcast, how useful is it having one of your best mates doing a TV show together? I think it's really good. You've got, I think what people have got to, uh, what you've got to do when you do this this stuff, and I first of all realised it when I was doing Soccer M with Helen Chamberlain, you become a partnership, you're a team, and it's and you've got to, at some stage, even though you have a friendly, uh, I hate this word, but banter with each other or whatever, you've got to protect each other out there. So if you get an awkward guest or something, you've got to know you've got each other's back. And I really think that's the most important thing of the um, of, of a relationship is that you can 
trust each other to help each other out you know sometimes you forget a name or you forget um, a question or you're not going to the other guy's got to step in and just help you out and that's that and that's that's the best way that's the that's the uh when you get a relationship that's that that good that's when the chemistry is right can i also okay ask you a deeper question uh, you know, you said at the beginning that you wanted to, you, all you wanted to do was be in TV. You wanted yeah. to be a presenter. Yeah. That was your dream. That was your life. Yeah. Having done all the years that you've done, having done everything, do you, do you still, do you still go, this is everything I love to do? This is what, what this is. I'm glad that I chose this. I'm glad that I've done all this career in television. I'm glad that I'm here as I am now. Yeah. Cause all I want to do is find stuff out. And so, you know, that's what I, it, I love the, stuff on my show where we interview people about and a space or you know astronauts or something or you know uh wood whittling or something or whittle a spoon so i like all that sort of stuff like i'm sitting here i've mm. got so many questions i could ask you but it'll it'll bore your podcast but i'm just sitting looking at you going i want to ask them that and i want to ask them that and i want to ask because i'm intrigued by but that's you know, a really everything. but that but do you think that's and firstly that's not boring at all this is this is so great to have this because I, i'm the same as you i perhaps you were like me francis was always keen to learn he always you ever since a kid you've always been interested to learn whether it was fixing trucks when you were two years old or whatever mm. but with me I was never interested in working or learning. I was interested in sports. I played sport. That's what I did. And I chased girls. And then as you get older, you realize that my vocab wasn't as good and my knowledge wasn't as good and that I couldn't really have as many conversations at dinner parties or wherever it was. And so now I have that thirst to go, shit, I want to be able to talk with someone. It's like when you go to Spain, you can't speak Spanish. Yeah. I find it frustrating. Vocabulary is my big thing. It's my big thing so as well. I, have mm. you ever heard Sam Harris talking to Stephen Fry on that podcast? Yeah, I haven't heard. Are the two of them... Are I just it's so beautiful listening to the way they speak and my vocabulary is not vast enough and it's I, I, yeah I, but your knowledge is good enough you, you've yeah, got that knowledge just think if I had more words Jamie how good I'd be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, get fr- I get frustrated as well it's really annoying and in fact you know at the end of the day parents are always right it's bizarre my mum and dad when I was a kid my dad used to say you're going to want to know that when you're old and I went no oh, fuck it I want to yeah. learn this and learn that I don't care about that turns out I do yeah. I do now I, I wish I knew all the stuff that I don't know because well, actually also you've only got so much time to be able to acquire knowledge, right? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
Okay, so there we go. Another word. So, okay, so what, you want to be you want to be doing it all the time. So, what is your? If you had to, I went to this wedding the other day where my uh, my friend's father-in-law uh, they had a conversation, asked him what the meaning of life was, and he said to him, uh, "Cosy, the meaning of life is to love," and I think that's amazing. I think that's great, but I don't know if I definitely think the meaning of life is to love. If I was to ask you the same question, what is the meaning of life? What would you think it is? Well, I think. Oh, God. Do you really want to <laughs> Yeah, I do. Really, I want you to go deep on it. Do Let's really do want, it. Yeah. I think we've got this unbelievable... This is my thought. I, my thought process has changed dramatically all the time, by the way. But I think we've got this unbelievable thirst as humans to evolve into something else. And I think, you know, like a, a zombie movie, how we're just... You know, I think we're in a bad state at the moment with our technology, but we can't help ourselves. We're like absolutely clawing, like yeah, all of towards us. Towards the singularity. During my lifetime, the uh, population of the world has doubled. Okay, there's billions of us. There's less war. There's less people dying. We are just all, as a species, just clambering to get. We need the new iPhone. We need this. We want to talk to our phone. We want to, and it's just going dung, 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 until we mould in with the with the code. And we turn ourselves into something else. And I think that is where we're at in our evolutionary yeah, this, period at the moment. Towards the singularity. And we're not really that far away from it either. No, that's the scary thing. And so I think we need to, we're, we've got this massive desire to procreate and survive and get rid of disease and stuff to protect ourselves. But we're also, because we all know the outliers, the ones who go, right, I'm just going to go and sit in the woods. They're the happy ones, right? Totally. They're the ones. But we can't help ourselves. Like, even though I know that getting off my phone, is going to be better for me. When I leave here today, I'm going to go onto Twitter and go, and I'll probably post a picture of us or something and see what happens in reaction. Exactly, because you get we're that validation just, or that just, emotion thing. Yeah, right? so my meaning of life is is pretty weird, but I think, sadly, if you look at uh, if you look at an overview, the human race is trying to evolve into something else. Mm. And remember, we weren't always humans, so we're always going, how do we save our human race? We'll go to Mars. We, we never used to be humans. We were something else. We evolved from something to a human. And I think, I think you're, um, France is right, we're getting to the latter stages now, the last maybe few thousand years, because where we're trying to evolve into yeah, code. Because scientific progress is exponential rather mm. than linear, as it would be thought of intuitively. But also, um, uh, but, but what I think about that is that the, the, the sort of amazing thing about life and, and our reality is, is actually the, the uniquely exceptional thing is the, um, the, our consciousness of it, right? So we're sitting here observing our life through our eyes and, and, and experiencing it. Uh, and and that is obviously if if we have if we lived in a purely mechanical universe, which you know ha- you know there have been uh, th- there has been that debate whether whether we're just all automatons acting mechanically, but actually we're 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 experiencing it right consciously. Yeah. And so if we mould with machines, the consciousness uh, side of things, you know, how does that actually uh, overlap? You know, because the AI right is that conscious? Is that is that does that possess consciousness? Well, that, 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 that's, that makes us feel we've got free will and do yeah. we have free will? Well, that, but that's the thing. I mean, I, I, We're I, machines. Yeah, but I, 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 I think we do have free will. But, but Why? Well, for a long... Oh, God, uh, sorry. No, no, <laughs> I like it. No, I like it. Dinner puts his hands up. <laughs> sorry, go, go on, Francis. Uh, well, I, I do think we have free will because I think the consequences of, um, you know, like, you know, living in the wrong way actually manifest themselves in your future right your your actions are is sort of like negotiating with uh, the but future so, but so little of your brain is conscious 
Oh no, but you know, you're, you're, you're your but whole, the, but your the point is working a subconscious. Oh level. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's still subconscious, right? But I think I think you are conscious of you know you, what you're experiencing reality as your as the subjective uh, uh, you, right? In a, in an objective reality. And, uh, and am I? I mean, it's very so, little. I, you, I, you, can't, you can't even turn your hearing I, off. I mean, you're like you can't turn. No, no, you no, can no. stop yourself breathing. You can't stop yourself seeing unless you turn your eyes. You can't stop yourself. Smelling. I know that's, but that's you've got that, so little that's, control. That's over what I'm yourself. saying. But the fact is that you're still conscious of your reality, mm. right? I I asked the brain surgeon this. Do you want to know his answer? Yeah, it's pretty morbid. Can't wait. Okay, so I asked him if, about free will. I, I'm juggling with it at the moment as you can tell or not juggling I'm thinking about it through and he said he believes in free will because it's so hard for you to kill yourself and yet we're able to commit suicide mm. so he he went the really dark version because we all go because you can fall in love and be but happy but that's totally and, true you know, that is that is but that's what I kind of was, was saying is that you can make decisions which which significantly uh, have a negative effect on your life you know and 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 we are Ultimately, uh, the main purpose of us uh, is to survive. We are, you know, we're, we're survival oriented. Yeah. So if we can do things that are so, uh, you know, against our natural will to survive, then obviously we have. Can I just tell you the meaning of life for an individual, though? Because yeah. I said I was looking at it as a mass population there of mm. humans or, you know, the, 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 the us as a species, um, which I'm assuming the sort of question when you ask someone the meaning of life probably means our species not the planet but if you go to an individual i think it's basically just getting up and conducting yourself properly every day if you do that if you don't do any shitty things to anyone and you do nice things then your life will be a dreamy and you can go and look back when you're on your deathbed you will look back at your life and you won't go oh i used to drive a ferrari you know oh i had a really great summer once in bifa you will look back and the only thing you care about is relationships totally all you will care about with those relationships is how you were with them so that is the meaning of life is just going through life, conducting yourself really well. If it means you lose, if you've got to stab someone in the back to get a job, don't do it. That's shitty and you will not like yourself for it. Always go to bed at night thinking I like myself yeah. and do a checklist and go, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I hadn't talked about it. I wish I hadn't said that. And then that's how to live your life and that's the meaning of life. And that's the, you know, the, the way to actually be uh, happy and fulfilled and feel good about yourself. If you, like, like I was saying, you, if you're, if you if you judge your actions at every moment as though you're you're negotiating with the future that you want to have, right? Uh, you know, you 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 think about it and you think actually, if I do the right thing and I you know take the sort of righteous yeah. path, you are going to be much happier. It's that that is heaven, really. Is 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 not having that anxiety and, and worry about your actions and 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 just you know walking the the path with. You know, walking the path. I always like to think people have led shitty lives, have shitty deaths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, though. When you get to your deathbed, or you're in a rocking chair when you're 90 years old, you're not going to care about anything. You no. really aren't. You're not. You're just going to care about what relationships have, whether you're a good person or those. But, e but even even before you get to your deathbed, you're uh, you're you're you know, hell can manifest itself in your yeah. life very easily by the actions that you take now. So so you know, hell is here on earth if you if you choose to you know go f go for the more seductive and appealing uh, route of being bad but ultimately it's much more fulfilling to be good uh, right francis we've got to have the answer to the question of the week and i know i'm right here we go all right you said the dolphin i said the dolphin you said the blue whale it's actually the sloth no it's yeah. actually yeah the sloth can hold no, its breath for long it doesn't move very it's well. the longest uh, mammal how long can it hold it for yeah. i think like half an hour or something 
Really? Yeah. And why did that happen in ev evolutionary terms? I think because it has a very slow metabolism, so it doesn't need much oxygen in its... Look at your thirst for knowledge. Your thirst for knowledge is so... Every, your conversations with people like and strangers, they, they must last for hours because you meet someone, you find them interesting and you'll just talk to them I for I just ages. met someone in your lobby who's starting a, a, yeah, a new startup and she's trying to do uh, music for people to feel good to. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I heard you. I, she spoke to me and I saw you just talk. You sat there yeah. just talking. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Intriguing. Sound. No, but, but it's a good way to be because going back to the last thing, we're so disconnected. The fact that you connect to other people is so great. Yeah. It doesn't matter whoever they are, strangers, loved ones, who, whoever it is, you'll hey, sit and talk. You're winning a conversation if you're listening, not talking, by the way. God, oh, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're, learning. you're going to like this one. It's my diary. You ready for oh, this? Oh, yeah, come on. Here we go. <clears throat> Tuesday. I was asked to appear on a favourite TV show of mine, Tipping Point. Well, if I'm totally honest, I actually thought Tipping Point was The Chase. The Chase is one of my favourites, but when I spoke to the producer of the phone and explained that Tipping Point is one of my faves because I got them confused, that's great news, she said, so you know how this works. Absolutely, I said, with sheer confidence. I just can't wait to beat Anne Hegarty. There was a silence. <laughs> she actually didn't say anything. I think she was more confused than anything. She then laughed because I think she thought I was joking. And I suppose if I was joking, <laughs> it would have been a funny joke. But I was being completely serious. Now I was confused. <laughs> she then began, as all great producers do, is explain what happens within the show. So Ben Shepherd will come out and present with guests and uh, present the guests who we have on the show today. Ben Shepherd. I'm sure it's Bradley Walsh who hosts it. When she went on to explain that the coins drop down the machine and they represent cash, I knew I had got the show wrong, and it wasn't the chase I was appearing on. I wasn't going to get to meet Anne Hegarty for my celebrity get me out of here, but in fact, I was appearing on ITV's daytime TV show Tipping Point. Now, if you've seen it, it's a fun quiz show. I'm good at quizzes. Some people would describe me as a strong quizzer. My general knowledge. Who would describe you as that? Tim Lovejoy. He says it all the time. <laughs> says it always. He says really? it all yeah. the time. Nonstop. That's one person. And my friend Tom. He says it all the time. Tom Lovejoy. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin. Yeah. My general knowledge is good, and I'm a quick on the buzzer. However, I'm a quick on the buzzer. I'm a quick on the buzzer. I'm quick on the buzzer. However. Obviously, when I'm put on a TV show, there's an audience and a pressure of time. I'm not so good. Now, I can't tell you totally what happened, but I can tell you that a black garden mollusk is not a skunk. Rangy is not the nickname for Toyota cars. <laughs> and the Angel of the North is not described as Christ on the Hill. <laughs> I swear I'm actually clever. <laughs> That was it. Yeah, I, I thought I was doing, I thought for about two weeks I was doing The Chase, but in fact... What show would you really like to do on telly? Uh, if you had to do any of them. God, I don't... You go first. Uh, I think I'd... I, I, you know what I really wanted to do was I really wanted to do The Jump or Did spl you? or Splash. I didn't really... I didn't want to do it on telly. Oh, yeah. I wanted to... I, I, I would have liked You to, wanted to do Splash? Yeah. The diving the dive? yeah. I, I'd like... I yeah. wanted to do... But I didn't do want to do it on telly in my trunks. I wanted to... I wanted to do the show, but it wasn't broadcast, you know, because that just looks so much... Like, so much fun doing all that but, stuff. But surely... And, and The Jump looked good. And, and I talked to The Jump about doing it. And then they said I had to take four weeks off... Sunday brunch I was like nah you're right I love doing Sunday brunch which is the problem with all these shows couldn't you have just flown back for it 
it's on it's on Sunday night, and I think you have to do it all the time. I just can't remember now. But, but, but it, surely you've been asked to do, you know, the Strictly's and the Why Jungles did they and things the like jump? that. Because that was great. Because everyone was getting injured. <laughs> <laughs> breaking, breaking. Rumor has it, but Bradley, Bradley, not Bradley Walsh. Bradley Wiggins was paid like half a million, and then he broke his knee on the third go. <laughs> so they were like, "Well, that was a, you know, something like that." Yeah, yeah. life changing injuries. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good reason, I think, to cancel a show. Wait, so, but you surely must have been asked for the Jungle and Strictly and things like that. Yeah, I've had chats, but I, I never quite. The Jungle again. You have to take so many weeks off yeah. Sunday brunch. I genuinely love doing that show. I, you know, I, I, I and mate, you're so good at it. Well, you're so you. good at it. You, you've you've been on it. You've been on it, and you presented it. It's good fun, isn't it? Yeah. I have to pinch myself that I'm doing it. Like sitting here talking now with you guys is good fun, and I'm doing that and getting paid for it on a on a Sunday. So I, I love it. So the idea I take time off, and then strictly there was one year I was really thinking about doing it, but I had a back problem, and then I ended up having a having a backup and um, I couldn't have done it anyway. Do you regret not doing it? Uh, or do you wish do you had? Regret? Do you wish I don't know. I don't, I, I'm just not, I'm never sure that I want to do it. I'd never, I've never, I don't know. I mm. just don't know that I want to go down that road. I yeah. did some Celebrity Masterchef yeah. once. That, that's, that's a cool that was, one. That was kind of easy. I, but I like, I don't, I'm not anti any of them. I like them all. I just not, sh- I just, you know, I'm one of those people who just can't make my mind up about whether I'd like to do these things yeah. or not. But I like the idea of doing them all. I love <laughs> the idea of doing them all. In fact, I, I look at What about all. Big Brother? Nah, I wouldn't. <laughs> be stuck in I would room. love to watch you on oh, Big Brother. I'd, 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 never, I'd never work again. Talk about eradication of freedom of speech. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I'd, what I'd say on that would be horrific but also mate you terrible <laughs> also mate we've got to mention the fact that you also have a podcast yeah I do uh, I don't stop talking about it yeah, well, cross, po- cross podcast promotion yeah, yeah so so why don't you give a little plug for your great podcast that we're well, going to be on we can't wait yeah no I'd like you to come on but, and if we talk deep like we'll yeah. get back into yeah, we'll this yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. that's good fun I like it all but no I, I started off uh, doing an agony uncle we were just messing about my mate who's a, who's a producer uh, radio. he used to produce me when I was on Virgin Radio and stuff I did music radio quite a lot of years ago and uh, he said we should do a podcast and they said what should we do it about and I said let's do self-help because I've read so many self-help books I know the answer and I did it straight but it was kind of funny and then we started getting guests on we had a guest on um, uh, um, to talk about anxiety and then we quite enjoyed that so we started getting celebrities on and other people just people who I could have an interesting chat with and I've now I've, I've sort of gone down the road the last two I've had is brain surgeon and plastic surgeon you know it's yeah. been quite it's quite interesting but uh, I've done a lot on health I've done a lot on things like sleeping I've done stuff on drug reform which has been amazing I had uh, Peter Blexley on my show you know from Hunted hey. you were on that mm. I was on it we should have won it Spencer and I but we didn't we came second you were good on that I was, I'd like to do that show that looks yeah, fun yeah I'd like to I, I was going to do it yeah Oh, with who? Sore subject. <laughs> yeah, what, you were going to no, no, do it no. with me. I was going to. I was going to do it that year, uh, but then I was busy. <laughs> he got chosen over yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, it's oh, all right. No. Hey, it's oh, one of those things. Dear. Maybe they'll have me back. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the Pleasure. podcast. Dude, honestly, enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for always being so friendly to us when we come on Sunday brunch. Yeah. Um, well, I've, the one time I've been, <laughs> yeah, so I've been he, he always brings other people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been on like six or seven times. I don't know how many times. Yeah. Um, but mate, what we also like to do at the end of the podcast is we like to leave our listeners with something inspirational. Oh Christ! <laughs> um, Every time. Okay. Uh, okay. You can make your own choices, but you can't choose your own consequences. Holy smokes. That's the that's that's, the, that's true. That's acceptance, right? Mm. There we go. Hey, Tim Lodrell, have you had fun? Oh, I loved it, yeah. Thank I, you I, so I much. Talk, talk day with you guys. I Fantastic. really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you so much. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.